0: what's going on everybody you're listening to the high performance producer podcast where we give you the catalyst to enhance your music career and stop procrastination through actionable strategies join myself cody and my co-host jared on a journey
1: to unlock your true potential and gain the skills of self-confidence discipline self-control and the grit needed to optimize your musical journey
0: What's going on, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the High Performance Producers Podcast, where we give you guys the catalyst to help you guys progress in your music career. And today we got a really special episode. We're going to be talking about one of my favorite topics in general, which is habits and habit creation, and some of the habits that me and my co-host Cody in particular have that we take with our music career and to keep ourselves productive and have our musical output be at its peak performance, so to speak. Um, So I'm going to kind of pass it over to him and ask, uh, for my, my friend Cody over here, what is something in particular in your daily schedule that you make sure that you do um, or a habit that you have every day to make sure that you get as much musical output as possible?
1: Well Jared, I'm gonna first just look at it from that macro level perspective of uh, the famous Bruce Lee quote that consistency beats intensity every single time and that has been the the strategy that I've implemented in regards to my daily habits over the years and it has allowed for uh, the success that I that I currently have and it it's important to note that, that I'm not the most talented producer, the most talented saxophonist or most talented podcast host. But um, I have implemented uh, the the strategy and the dedication to accomplishing my daily habits or what I call my non-negotiables every single day for um, for many years at this point. And so for me, I have, I have a series of nine non-negotiables that, that I have to hit every day. And before I dive into those non-negotiables, I, I want to add the note that it it's consistency over intensity. So I don't necessarily have to spend an hour or th- even 30 minutes dedicated to every single one of these tasks. I just need to make sure that I accomplish that I do it, um, every single day. Um, Every 24-7. And so going through my list of non-negotiables, I have physical training, med- meditation, finance, nutrition, um, throwing a post on social media, playing my saxophone, diving into Ableton, hitting the sauna, and reading. Now, once again, that's a long list of non-negotiables, but where I have compassion for myself and where I also have flexibility for the human experience of of understanding that that my daily schedule will change if I can only play my saxophone for three minutes that's a check off the list and now when we look at my non-negotiable of meditation my goal is to meditate for 10 minutes every day but let's say it's the end of the day I I didn't meditate for 10 minutes at noon or when I typically have it scheduled if I sit down and I count my breasts to 30 and I, I take the three minutes to do that or the two minutes to do that, I get to check that off the list. And, um, it's also important to note that that was not that, that, that list of nine non-negotiables was not the list that I had when I started out. Um, when I first started out, it was simply diving into Ableton. When I first began this music production journey, it it was simply, making sure that i opened ableton every single day and and threw in some type of beat or some type of melody and and at least familiarize myself with with the software itself so it's it's important to note that anybody anybody can do this and and with compa- it, as long as you're doing it every single day if you think about it in regards to um, finance, you're going to have that compounding interest over time, where you're going to continuously grow. Where you might not feel that you you have grown in a single day or have grown in a single week, but when you look at it from months or quarterly or year or annual perspectives, you're going to start to see that that compounding growth over time, and and that's what I'm currently experiencing right now. And um, I I I couldn't have it those daily habits could not have had more of a profound impact on my life. And um I I know both both you and I share share our love for this concept. And um throwing it back at you, Jared, what what are some of the what are some of your non-negotiables or daily habits that you implement every day to ensure that you're continuously growing within your career and within yourself?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I definitely have a, a similar list to you in terms of I have basically making music on it or some sort of music, usually something very simple. Um, I usually have reading. I I like to read every single night before I go to bed, at at least. Um, Another thing that I like to do every single day is actually listen to an album. That's something I typically do um, either on my way to work or back from work uh, just because it's a convenient time. But also gives me a lot of... like listening experience, so to speak. And it gives me new uh, takes on ideas and gives me ideas for myself as well to try to implement or new things to, to work on, maybe on the kit uh, that's, that's behind me, um, things of that nature. So that's definitely, um, there's a couple other things on the list. But what I always like to say, and something that you mentioned as well, is that you need to start really small. And that list started off with literally one thing, which for me was make a beat, or at least try to or get some portion of a beat done. And by starting with these simple small steps as opposed to having maybe starting off with 10 or 12 things on your list and by or starting off with 10 or 12 things and on top of that expecting to do them for maybe half an hour or an hour or something like that, start off with one thing, two things, maybe three things, and as you were saying before, even doing it for playing your your sax for three minutes, for example, that's still being able to check off the list. If you even just running through one track or something like that, um, that's getting it off the list, being able to sit down and meditate for a few minutes, whatever it happens to be for yourself, making sure that you start something, uh, starting that habit in a way that's so small and so tiny that you know it's actually accomplishable and making it, uh, breaking it down to such a small thing that you know no matter what, at the end of the day, that you'll be able to do it. And the comparison that I have is that at the end of the day, you can brush your teeth all the time, right? No matter how tired you are, you'll go and you'll spend the two minutes brushing your teeth. So what's that thing for you? What's that habit for you that at the end of the day, maybe you can make sure that you can rely upon? What's that thing that's so small for you that you can make sure that you can do? And, and again, for myself, it's always oh, literally just sitting down on the kit to, to play drums. Again, for you, it's, it seems to be playing on the sax for three minutes uh, or, again, meditating for uh, a few minutes and things of that nature. And these small, simple steps over time begin to compound, which is something else that you mentioned that I kind of just want to touch on, because I think it's a really important thing that people underestimate. We look at these big leaps and bounds that people make in these overnight success. And a lot of times they seem like overnight successes. But the reality is, these things take a lot of time, and it's really just a lot of compounding of small actions that eventually create this bigger wave. And one of the examples that I think about with this is if you have a guy who's um, or girl who is working out for, let's just say, six hours on a Saturday, and they go there and they do an hour and a half of chest and tries, they do an hour and a half of back and bys, they do an hour and a half of legs, they do an hour and a half of abs and cardio or something like that, right? Versus... The person that goes for 30 minutes, five days a week and splits it up, Monday, they do chest and tries, Tuesday, back and buys, et cetera, et cetera, over the course of the week, right? Both people at the end of the month, they're, they're probably, neither one of them is going to look very buff. And, and some people might quit at the end of that month. They're going to be like, again, with working out, that's something that takes a little bit of time to compound and you might put in the reps, but you don't see it in a month. However, again, take these same two people and put them four months out or 12 months out, Right. And the reason why I say, again, the person that's just putting in like this brute work, the six hours in one day versus a little bit every single day, the person that does a little bit every single day will have the physique of a champion or will have lost a lot of weight. While the person that was doing six hours a day, for example, the guy that just sits down and tries to bust out an entire beat or an entire production in a day, as opposed to just making the drum loop or making the melody loop or literally just running through a track on the sax, you know, whatever that happens to be for you. You need to start really small because over time, you'll get the physique of a champion, you know? And, and to me, that is one of the most important things when you're starting to create these new habits for yourselves, create that non-negotiable schedule that you were referencing. Um, as the, for, for the viewers, I think the biggest thing, again, is starting small and starting in a, something that's digestible and sustainable for you as well. Um, those are two huge things. So um, another thing that we were discussing a little bit is you need to make sure that there's as little friction as possible between you and making sure that you can do these habits or take action on them. So I know for yourself, you, you have a little bit of a home studio. Um, what are some things that you do in your studio and what are some like habits that you have to make sure, again, that you can when you get in there, you're ready to create?
1: Well at this point my in my career Jared I I'm fortunate to have a a soul room dedicated to music. I I have my own studio but of course that was not only the case and for many years it, it I I was a bedroom producer and my studio was was in my bedroom and and at one point it was even in my closet and I uh, even then I made sure that all of my gear and all of the all of the equipment that I had invested in was accessible for me to utilize. Um, and so, so putting myself in a time machine, taking myself back to my undergraduate college career, I had dropped all of this money that I didn't have on all of this equipment that that was going to help propel me towards my dream. And and a lot of that equipment is the same equipment that I have now, but I I ensured that it was set up in a in. An attractive and relatively professional, as professional as a studio in a closet could be, in in making sure that that every time I came home, my laptop, my studio monitors, my my MIDI controller, they were staring me in the face, letting me know that I I should and and could produce and create music on them. And so currently like I, I have my guitar and my saxophone set up ready to roll. I have I have a stand on my sack or my my saxophone sits in a stand. It it the only time it's ever in its case is if I'm traveling. Um, and that allows me to in so thinking thinking of setting up the saxophone, right? I have my I have the body of the saxophone, the neck of the saxophone, the mouthpiece and the reed that's four different elements that, well, and let's, and and throw in the, uh, uh, my neck strap as well. That's five pieces of equipment that I have to strap together to, uh, to have a playable instrument. Well, I have ensured that all five of those pieces of equipment are accessible and I can assemble my saxophone within 45 seconds and be playing. And it, it allows me once again, to create a frictionless environment where even if I am only playing my saxophone for for three minutes or five minutes or ten minutes, or if I can get an hour long session in, there's no excuse for me to say, "Ooh, I have to get, I have to grab my saxophone case out of my closet, then set up my saxophone, and then I have to tear it down, clean it." I eliminate all of that friction and resistance. Um, and along those same lines, every night when I shut down my studio, I, I, I clean it, I organize it. And then I also put my journal, my notepad, and then one of my favorite books, Turning Pro by Steven Pressfield on my desk. So then every single morning at five in the, at 5 AM, when I walk into my studio, I'm ready to work. I'm ready to pick up Turning Pro, read the chapters that I have noted, and I'm ready to get my day started. And it's, I it, it's essentially setting setting myself up for success, and just like you said, allowing for a frictionless environment to allow for that productivity. Um, and and Jared, before we get get uh, too much further within this conversation, I just want to share a funny story in regards to my non negotiables and my saxophone. So I believe it is yeah. November third oh, yeah. right now at at the time of recording, and. It was October 31st, the night of Halloween. And my, my girlfriend and I had forgot to buy candy. So we were not able to be good community members and pass out candy to all the dressed up kids. And I hadn't played my saxophone throughout the day. And so it's like 6 or 6.30 p.m. when all of the trick-or-treaters are out and about. And I knew that if I actually played my saxophone out loud... that was essentially going to be a a goblin horn for for letting all of the trick-or-treaters to know to come to our house, even though we didn't have candy. So there's there's the flexibility in my non-negotiables where I ran through my chromatic scales and 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 some of my major and minor scales without actually blowing air through the horn of my saxophone. And it was simply just the fingering and the motion of of the scales that that I typically play on my saxophone. So there's (laughs) <laughs> there's different and, and once again and that that also adds to a frictionless opportunity to accomplish my non-negotiables right it allows mm-hmm. myself the out because i know if i play my saxophone uh, at prime trick-or-treating i thought, there, I thought there's I thought gonna, gonna, gonna be
0: come out here with some crazy hero story where like <laughs> you you drove down you got like the craziest candy ever and then you had like some awesome sax jam and like some like guy dressed up as Miles Davis came over and started like jamming what, with you and like, you know what I mean?
1: Jared, it was the exact opposite. I, I was the, uh, I was the hunchback of Notre Dame hiding in my studio, just the playing it's, it's, no. my <laughs> instrument as quietly as possible to ensure that I wasn't, that I wasn't calling kids from uh. 10 blocks away because it, it would have been a swarm of goblins and ghouls to our front doorstep. And, I I am sure that there would have been a mutiny if 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 I was playing my saxophone <laughs> and that kids come and knocked on the door. So, uh, but but that's but that's a prime example of the compassion that you you should have for yourself um, to to develop that habit of of playing your instrument um, or accomplishing your non negotiables every day. And another note that I wanted to add, Jared, was. It's the importance of that identity development. So, like the gym analogy that you were giving, even if somebody's only going to the gym and exercising for ten minutes a day, if you do that for two or three or four weeks in a row, you become that individual that is not willing to miss their workout. Um, same same thing with the saxophone or your instrument. So, let's say you play guitar. So rather than dedicating yourself to playing the guitar for an hour every single day, but you just you make sure you pick up your instrument every single day, well over time you turn into a guitar player no matter the amount of time that you've you've put in, but as long as you're picking up that guitar every day, you you develop the identity of being the guitarist or the saxophonist yeah. or the music producer. And I I think that's a important characteristic to know because that is a psychological hack that that can undoubtedly benefit us all as we continue to aspire to be that full-time musician or full-time artist or prolific individual that you're aspiring to be.
0: I completely agree on that. I think in a sense getting that identity change and really taking form and um, being in parallel with it you know what I mean and not wearing a costume so to speak anymore is when you uh, it's through something like streaking for example which uh, I think you're kind of referring to with uh, making sure that you stay on schedule with the non-negotiable and you don't want to miss it anymore and you don't want to miss that next workout and things like that. And creating this idea of, again, this identity and this this future self, so to speak, we could definitely make an entire other episode on, but it's some, it's a really important topic. And it's something that, um, especially considering you're just talking about Halloween, as like kids, all the time we look um, and pretend to be other people, so to speak. We pretend to be doctors or firemen or policemen, whatever it happens to be. But as you get older, you start to... Forget that you have to like dream to be these other people still. And but they're a little bit more specific now because we have an image of where we want to go. In particular, maybe it's a music producer that's uh, on a stage at Red Rocks, you know, especially considering that's somewhere that you started. I know you've accomplished that as well. But it's by having uh, taking part with that identity and making sure that you really see yourself as it, it can help so much. But to get a little bit back onto topic uh, in terms of the friction idea and making sure that you create a little friction in between your habits as possible, in between what you're currently doing and that habit, you want to create as little friction. I should have worded that better. Um, One thing I also want to say is that this idea of creating as little friction as possible comes from uh, the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. For anyone who wants to read it, they they can definitely go a lot more in depth into that specific topic, into that specific idea around habits. But I want to take it one step further and also say... That while you need as little friction as possible with things like you're saying, leaving the equipment out, making sure that it's only one button maybe to turn on the piece of gear or one piece of thing or one thing that you have to put together or one thing that you have to do X, Y, Z, whatever happens to be a simple thing. You also want to make sure that whatever that thing is for you, that it's really attractive and it's a really good prompt and a really good what they would call a cue for yourself, but it makes you actually want to take action towards it. And a lot of times we can have prompts that aren't really exciting and don't really motivate us. And something as simple as, for example, pressing the button on my machine and the whole thing lights up in all these cool colors, it's kind of an interesting prompt and it makes me like that. A better example of a prompt that might motivate somebody, though, is if you've ever been to like a movie, right, and you maybe go see like uh, Rocky or like some super motivational movie or maybe like an action movie. I'm just going to use Rocky for this example. And you come out of Rocky and you start like, if you go see it with friends, you might start like shadow boxing with your friends a little bit, right? It's like you have this really, you're prompted by the movie and you have this motivation now to start boxing, right? Because the movie made it so attractive and made you actually want to take part in it, right? made you actually want to be within the movie and want to start throwing those shadow punches with your friends and start boxing, or again, whatever movie that happens to be. But when you, again, maybe it's Harry Potter and you start pretending you got a wand or something. Especially you see like kids do this all the time when they go see movies. But we lose that aspect relating it back to the identity stuff when we grow up. And if you can start to create, again, the the attractive cue for your habit. And make sure that you actually want to do that thing. And it really looks, again, something like you said. Making sure that you enjoy the studio that you have. And when you look around, everything that's in it is for example, maybe just neat and organized and you don't have any of this clutter around. Simple things like that can make it more attractive. But you want to make sure that you're allowing yourself to do that. And another way to, to, to make things more attractive, which Cody mentioned earlier, is to sort of pre-prepare certain actions for yourself if you can. So how he said, um, or a good example is leaving, if you want to uh, write in a journal or if you want to like keep a schedule or something like that, to literally leave your pen and your notebook open to the page that you want to write on, on your desk. If like, for example, if you're writing a book or you want a journal, it's like, by now when you go to sit on your, when you sit at your desk, it's already open to it. Or if you want to start reading, right? Um, maybe every single day when you get up in the morning, you put a book on your pillow. This is coming from uh, somebody else. This, this idea, but you would put a book on your pillow so that whenever you get back to bed, there's the, you have to literally pick up the book to go to bed. You can't sleep on the pillow when the book's there, right? So what does that prompt you to do? That's a pretty attractive prompt because you literally need to remove it. Or for example, maybe it's a little more extreme, but if you were to put like the saxophone in the chair that you sit in, or a better example, maybe like a guitar or like a cable or something that makes you do a certain action so that that you can sit in the chair. Those are some examples of making a, a prompt more attractive or making those little things, those little habits a little easier to be motivated to do. And that's a little bit of a bigger, broader topic, but I think it's something that can help people to start implementing these habits as well. Um, and again, s- simply put to kind of wrap that idea up, you want to make sure that there's as little friction as possible. Like things like Cody said, leaving your instruments out in the room, making it so that it's only one button to open it, to open something up, or leaving your DAW open on your computer as opposed to having to navigate through folders as well as making it as attractive as possible and creating a prompt for yourself that, that you can identify with and making sure that you use that prompt to actually execute these actions that you want to take and almost make a forcing function for yourself. But um, yeah, with that, any other last notes for yourself uh, on habits and, and, and your habits and things like that before wrapping up this episode? Yeah. Jared,
1: final note is we are all on this journey together, one as complex human beings, but then adding an additional level of complexity. We're living life as artists and music creators and things get messy. And so the more that we can do to biohack and psychologically hack and, and to optimize our environment for our productivity and success, uh, the better off we are going to be as, as individual artists. So, um, I, I appreciate everything that, that you shared and, um, it, it, it's so important to try and make like a, to try and make this journey as frictionless as possible, because it's not an easy journey to be able to accomplish our goals. But just as we talked about in this episode, there are aspects that there are strategies and tactics that you can put into place in order to create a more frictionless environment to ensure and uh, and optimize your success. And, and Jared, at the at the time of the release of this episode, we do have a PDF file that that we will have released um, regarding 15 daily habits that all music producers should have in their arsenal to, to help boost their success. And I just want to encourage all of the listeners that are currently tuning in to send us a DM at High Performance Producers on Instagram, and we will make sure that you get that PDF and, and share that conversation. And once again, we're all on this journey together and the more we can do to help each other out and to create a frictionless environment to ensure our success uh, on, on our within our pursuit of our dreams, uh, the better off we're all going to be. So, uh, Jared, thanks again for for all of your insight, my friend.
0: Yeah, no, anytime. Dude. Always a great conversations that, that we get to have on these episodes, you know, and it's always fun to get to talk about these topics and just to, again, wrap everything up that we started to talk about today quickly. Um, We talked about scheduling and how you can use something like non-negotiables with your habits to make sure that you can actually execute on these things and get things done and move the needle. And by starting really small with these habits, starting with one non-negotiable and not having that non-negotiable would be a huge task, something that only takes typically two minutes or five minutes for yourself to actually accomplish that. You know you have the motivation to do it. Um, And then we also got to talk a little bit Um, We're just coming off the topic of friction and this idea of making things easy to do for yourself. Make the habit something that's attractive and then something that you actually want to do when it comes up and uh, and you're prompted to do it. Um, And your behavior will actually make sure that you are aligned with that thing and that you actually take action on it. Um, So with that, again, hopefully you guys can also check out the PDF if you guys have any questions about it. Uh, send us a DM and we'll definitely be happy to give you it. It's going to be 15 habits that every single producer can use uh, in their daily arsenal, as Cody had mentioned. And we really think it's something that we put together that we always use. So we hope that you guys can definitely get some little tips and tricks from it. And hopefully you guys can tell us what, what you think about it as well. So with that, going to end this episode. Hope you guys all enjoyed and peace. Peace.